Sex Communication, a podcast of explicit audio and frank conversation. How do we talk about sex? How do we communicate during sex? Well, if you're here now, then you're going to find out. My name is Brianne McGuire, and each week I share an uncensored peek into the things we don't discuss. Sex. 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 I can't say the word sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Welcome to episode 98. Today's show is all about sex parties, as told from the perspective of a cis male who identifies as both shy and anxious. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to the things that this gentleman is going to discuss, and I say that because so many of you have written me either sharing experiences or having questions about what to expect at a sex party or having anxiety about sex parties, you know, the before, the during, the after, performance issues, etc. Uh, So I think a lot of questions are going to be answered with this interview, and I think also a lot of the perspective that my guest shares will perhaps put your mind at ease. Um, Another topic that comes up a lot is race play. It just so happens that the very first sex party this person attended happened to be thematically interracial, so we talk a lot about you know, where that interest started, how he wound up there, uh, how race plays into his personal experiences and his searches on porn, etc., etc. Races come up quite a bit on this show, actually, and I'm always grateful for the people that are so open and willing to discuss it, frankly. Um, It's not something that's spoken about a lot in, like, general social settings, Um, so I think this is a really valuable topic, and... Another thing to note is that this is the first of a two-part episode series. This episode today is just strictly interview, but next week is going to be audio porn featuring the same guest. So let's get started. Uh, you asked me to call you Black Knight, so welcome Black Knight. Black, Black Knight <laughs> it is. Well, my FetLife title is Black Knight 99. Yeah, it's Black Knight 99. Is it a Batman thing? Um... I'm a Batman fan. So, um, y- you know, when, when I when I first joined FetLife, um, wow, two years ago, um, I had like a really corny name. Like, I think it was like, you know, me 101 something <laughs> at FetLife.com. And for some reason, I wasn't getting like, if, or if I posted something or, or if. Like, I never got the reactions that I wanted from people. Then when I switched to Black Knight 99, it was like, then it was like all the couples and the single women email me for interracial sex. And I'm like, wow, a name title means a lot. So is it a race-based name for you? Um, It was honestly just something I thought of, of out of the blue. So. so how do you feel about the interracial stuff when people approach you for that? Um... Well, it's some some of it's really good. One of the things that's really hard, um, especially being a black man, is that a lot of women and couples assume that you are, are willing to do anything yeah. and everything. And it's like or, or anything or everything. Or the second thing is, is that you drop everything just to meet them. Hmm. You know, this like the second they meet you or the second they message you, you know, it's like they expect you to come over that night and they don't really think that, you know, 
that we have like me and a lot of other black males on there that we actually have lives, <laughs> you know, and we have stuff to do yeah. and, you know, and, you know, we would like to meet you, but, you know, we got to schedule something to meet. So it's how, how I feel about it is something that I'm still learning. I mean, a lot of the women that I have been with are people that, you know, I really like we clicked on a, on a, level beyond the bedroom. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really encountered the situation where it's like you just hook up with someone right off the bat, you know, and then you do your thing. Mm. Honestly, I don't really know how I would react to that, you know, because for me, um, sex is to me is a very emotional thing, you know, and I know this is weird sounding that, Sounding, it's sounding from a guy. Why? No, no, no. You know, well, it's like the common, the common, the common perception is, is that you know we get hard and we're ready to go. And for me, it's like, especially, I think it, it might be just the fact I'm getting older. Mm. You know, because you know I'm in my 40s now, early 40s, and now it's just more. I guess it. I guess I want like a deeper meaning. You know, when I have sex, yeah, just not. The just do it, just, you know, you know, you bust a nut and you're done and you, you go home. Were you ever like that? Um, well, going back to my sex history. <laughs> so we should probably start there. So <laughs> growing up, um, sex in my household was a for very forbidden subject. Yeah. Um, I it, it wasn't the fact that. My family was very religious. I mean, they are Christians, but it was just never talked about. Mm. And it was it was just something you just don't bring up. And when you did bring it up, you it just felt really awkward talking about it. Yeah. So it's like for a long time, like I was a virgin actually until I was twenty seven. Wow. And so were you waiting for marriage or <sighs> I was waiting for the right girl and how it, how <laughs> my virginity ended is still the most bizarre thing. Well, you have to tell us all about it. <laughs> so how it ended was, is that um, there was a girl who I went to school with, you know, years ago and, you know, we were, we, we were friends, but she was a lesbian mm -hmm. and she was like very hardcore. She wasn't even interested in men. And, you know, it, people actually thought we were dating, but, you know, she was just a friend and we always hung out together and stuff like that. She was, she also never was with a man before. Yeah. So does that technically make her a virgin if she had sex with a woman? She was not a virgin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The well, penetration besides the point. Well, she never had sex with a man before. Okay. Yeah. So, and it was um, Christmas Eve, we were sitting on a couch and we were watching It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> we were watching It's a Wonderful Life. And for some reason, she brought up the conversation. She's like, you know, it's like, because um, we were both the same age. She's like, you know, I'm going to be 28 soon. And never, I always wonder what it would be like to have sex with a man. Hmm. And she was like, so why are you still a virgin? And I'm like, well, you know, waiting for the like, right girl, I guess. And she was like, just out of the blue, she's like, do you want to have sex tonight? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up 
having sex, you know, and it was really, I mean, we both didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. And so, she knew that you were a virgin? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, you know, we both didn't really know because, I mean, she know she knows how to have sex with a woman, but right. she didn't know how to totally have different. sex with a man. <laughs> so when she started to do a blowjob, I'm like, I was kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, like, I'm giving you a blowjob, right? And I'm like, um, I guess. So, and when I was like, you know, trying to, you know, finger her and go down on her, I was like, my, my concern was, is like, am I hurting you? Hmm. You know, I mean, that was like my main concern. She was like, just keep doing it, keep doing it. So it was the first encounter. It was so weird. And I remember afterwards we were kind of, we were just sitting in bed and we were just like, what did we just do? <laughs> and I'm like, and she's like, wow, we're like, you're not a virgin anymore. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not. So it, it, it was so weird. And after that, like we developed like a very strong sexual like relationship. Yeah. And she's like, I never really thought I would have sex with a guy, but you helped change that for me. So the second time, cause the second time it was really weird because we had like, you know, those, remember those like those how to sex videos and stuff like that. Yeah. So we had that playing in the background. So we were watching and we we're like, oh, okay, do this. <laughs> like, and how do you feel? Uh, and she's like, oh, it's great. Keep going. And, you know, and, and they, they had like an example on how to give a proper blow drop. So, you know, she did that on me and I'm like, wow, this improved. really, <laughs> this really works. So, just to back up a little bit. So you, you were a virgin then, but does that mean you also, like you were super, super good where you hadn't had blowjobs, you didn't... No, like, I was see, completely pure. So inexperienced. So kissing well, being the extent of what you had done before I that? I kissed, that was about it. Right. Like growing up, I was very shy. Okay. And I was shy up until probably about 26. You know, so asking people um, anything really was, was a task. Yeah. And for me, and when you're a virgin and you're a guy and you hang around your buddies and you're kind of the the um the the whipping boy for oh he's not getting laid and and you gotta you gotta get laid and blah 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 blah. It's like I felt pressured hmm. kind of into doing it. And that's why I held off for a long time because I just wanted it to really be the right moment and amazingly because we were watching a, it's a wonderful life that's when the right moment came yeah. it's like i was always attracted to her mm. and because she was she was very pretty and but you know i just knew that you know she wasn't into guys and you know we were, we we got along fine and we hung out so when she asked that question it was kind of like at first i was kind of it came from like way left field. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, wow, like I've always wanted to be with this girl. So, so there you go. Yeah. But before that, yeah, no, the, the furthest I was, it, it, the furthest I went was just kissing. That was about it. So did that open the floodgates after that? You're. Yeah. Well, it's like my friend, she moved to Miami. Okay. Uh, she's still living there now. And, um, a little bit like I dated the girls that I dated after her. It was the normal relationship type mm -hmm. where, you know, if 
you would have sex and you would end it and you'd go to bed and nothing else after that. Yeah. It was, it wasn't until I met um, the a girl that I dated three years ago that I started to explore the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, is that I met her online and, and we went on, we went on a couple of dates, you know, we went along fine. And I noticed that she would always say uh, Saturday, I'm not free. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, why aren't you free Saturday? She's like, um, I have something to do. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. It's, you know, and, and I, I kind of pestered her about it. I'm like, so what's this thing you got to do on Saturday? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, I go to swingers parties. And at first I was like, what's a swingers party? And I, my, my <laughs> definition of a swingers was people like go, swing dancing. Yeah, they go swing dancing or they sit on the swings and they just go back and <laughs> forth. And I'm like, OK, so you do that every Saturday. <laughs> And she's like, you don't know what a swinger is, do you? And I'm like, no. And she's like, well, it's a sex party. I'm like, a sex party? (laughs) And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, and what type of sex party is this? And she's like, well, it's an interracial one. So at first I was like, okay, so she's having sex with like a bunch of other people. (laughs) And where was she going to tell me this? So uh, then it just got to curiosity because, like, how I got introduced to sex. Do you remember, like, those HBO shows, Real Sex, mm-hmm. you know, 20. Taxi Cab Confessions. Taxi Cab. And, and yeah. um, what was that other show? Um, um, G-String Divas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> G-String Divas. That's how I got introduced to sex. Yeah. And. The seeing the orgy stuff was really like something I wanted to try mm-hmm. at some point. And so I like called her back and I'm like, you know, can I go with you to the next one? Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, like I'll be fine. And so I went and I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I just, I watched because it was so weird when we got into the door it was just like a regular party. You know, people were drinking, talking yeah. and stuff like that. So I went to the bathroom and then when I opened up the door, there were bodies all over the place. Like people were like, I was trying not to step on people. And she was like, she had like two dudes, like she was going at it. Yeah. So I was like just sitting there just watching it because I was like, what is going on? Like, so, so for the whole party, I was just watching her, Yeah, you know, and she was just one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. And I'm like, are you tired? And she's like, no, I need more. Like, (laughs) do you want to have sex now? And I'm like, um, not really. So. Going to those parties, it's like, and I went to a recent one, and I actually listened to one of your podcasts about how you went to the last orgy, mm-hmm. and you were kind of had, well, did you have regrets, or is it just something you don't want to do anymore? I had exhausted the the positive experience mm-hmm. of it, you know, and it, it just got to a point where it was like, 
the novelty of the positive things wearing off, it's just left with this very, you know, like it really is just fucking for the sake of fucking, which, yeah, you know, I don't know if it's somebody that I'm attracted to. Like, I don't need to be in this moment where, like, I feel very connected or intimate with them if there's, like, that base level of attraction or chemistry or something like that. But it's almost like the very nature of that kind of party, there's none of that. There's no time for it. There's yeah. no There's no even space to have mm. the identification of that yeah. feeling or that experience. So it's just so flat to me. Yeah. And I felt like there were too many people at this last one. And it was also, I was thinking about this and I don't know why I hadn't spoken about it in the episode, but like one of the last guys that I played with, he was there with two women and not as a dom. He just kept claiming that he was a primal, but the girls were asking his permission to do things. So it was very much set up like this DS relationship. Hmm. And he's smacking me, but the guy didn't even know. He kept smacking me on like the top part, of, and it was so painful. And oh, I'm like, you have to hit the bottom. It or, like, part. and then he puts his finger in my ass, and he had these long fingernails. And I just got up and walked away. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like sleeping with a 13 year old that just. I know that you're supposed to do this and do that and whatever, but he was with these women who were fully grown adult women. One of them was in their 40s. The other one probably like mm. late 20s. Probably he was in his mid 30s. How do you not know? You're clearly sleeping with lots of people, <laughs> right? Like, nobody said this to you before. Did it say ouch? No. Ouch. Like they were all like, and I'm just, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, like, well, I can't be in a place where this is okay. There have to be standards. Like, oh, it just, it was too much. It was too upsetting to me, just in principle, that this kind of thing could be. I never <laughs> had, I never had anal sex before, and I don't think I ever will, but the thought of somebody inserting <laughs> finger, your finger up your ass and having long fingernails, <laughs> that is painful to even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Lessons from last tango in Paris when he makes her trim her fingernail. Maybe it was good for a lot of things, but yeah. that was very pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So, for you, it just felt like just fucking for the sake of fucking and just. Yeah, no. and it wasn't good fucking. That was the yeah. thing. Like, if it had yeah. been amazing fucking, could have just gone and gone and gone. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. So, it was an effort, like, every time yeah. to say yes yeah. or okay, sure, why not? I'll try it until I don't want to do yeah. it anymore. Well, for me, it was like. Going to those swing parties or those orgies for a guy, I don't know if it was like this at this party, but the parties that I went to, it's you feel pressured hmm. to really perform well. And so, by that, do you mean to last or to get the other woman off? Or like, what? What does All that really above. mean? Okay, all of the above. And because uh, picture it, so these interracial parties, usually they're in New Jersey. So just to back up, so when, because I've never been to a party that's been described thematically as interracial, so does that mean it's a certain breakdown of like it's black men and white women? It's black men and white women. Okay. And it's yes. only black men and white women. Only, well, there may be one black woman there that will service like the, the husbands of the white women that yeah. go there, but it's black men, or black or Hispanic men yeah. and white women that go. And it, like, let me just, Disclaimer, like this is not how all parties go. This right. is just from what I experienced. Yeah. So what I what I'm going to say is not a total generalization of all because I don't want you getting <laughs> hate mail. 
Uh, this is not a total generalization of all interracial parties, but this is just from what I have seen. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure for the for the males to really do well. Usually the makeup is is that there's probably 10 or 15 white women there and there are like 80 dudes. And actually there's more mm-hmm. probably. And the reason for this is because, you know, because these girls have a high sexual craving mm-hmm. that they just want to fuck one after the other after the other after the other. So when you're get your chance to fuck these girls, you're surrounded mm-hmm. by like everyone is looking at you. Yeah. And to me, it was the look, the look that I get is like, you better not fuck this. <laughs> it, it's really, it's, it's really, I, I actually never had penetrative sex at an orgy. Mm. I only, um, the girl that I went, she gave me, you know, blowjobs and that was about it. Yeah. I could never get to the point of having penetrative sex because you have these people hovering over your shoulder. Yeah. Literally looking at you. And the other thing is, is that there's a, I mean, again, this is just my generalization. It, it, from what I saw, the males seem to be in competition with each other mm. to see who, who, who can get off the girl the best. You know, or yeah. who if they can fuck her endlessly for like 30, 40 minutes and stuff like that. Mm. So when you say it was just for the sake of fucking, yeah. that's what that was. It was just for the sake of fucking. And one woman who I was going to have sex with, and it didn't really pan out because she, like, for me, I'm a very sensual person. Like, I foreplay is, like, a big thing for me. You know, I want things to build up. That, like, the foreplay builds a connection. And both sides really enjoy sex even more. Yeah. With her, it was drop your pants, get your dick hard, and fuck me now. Yeah. I can't do that. Like, I just can't do that. And it just felt just so empty. Mm -hmm. Because it's just like, oh, okay, I just fucked you. (laughs) You know, and whoopee, <laughs> you know, and it was, it, it just felt so empty. And, but that's what a lot of women there do. Yeah. It's like, it, you're just, you're just a, basically a dildo with a heartbeat. You fuck them, mm-hmm. you pop, you go to the bathroom, you clean up and you fuck the next girl. It's, it's like, it, it was like a factory. <laughs> It was yeah. literally like a factory. So I I haven't gone to one of those in almost probably like almost two years now. What I've gone to instead were um, there are these events called um, I started doing Tantra, mm-hmm. just looking into Tantra, doing meditation. So there are a bunch of um, Tantra play parties here. In, in the city. Yeah. Um, usually, I think almost every month. And the one that I went to was at this really nice place in Brooklyn. You know, it, it um, I forgot the name of it, uh, but it's a sex club. Hacienda? Yes. Yes. It was, it was there. And um, it was really, it was mind blowing because it was split evenly, mm-hmm. you know, half male, half women. 
the guys sat here, the women sat here, and it was just so awkward. And, and it was, it, I actually met my friend there. And, um, the one from the orgies? Um, no, uh, one of my one of my good friends who I work who, who I work with uh, business wise, mm-hmm. amazingly was there. <laughs> <laughs> She's a filmmaker, and it was the weirdest. <laughs> it, it, she actually offered me a job there. It was the weirdest job interview I've ever been on. So, so we it was really awkward. And what the hosts do is that they do these icebreaker games that really that brings down your walls and and they do like touching exercises breathing exercises um you know where it's like and they split you off into groups and you know you have like these very intimate discussions Mm -hmm. so this like the play party was six hours long for three quarters of that it was just all just exercises icebreaker games Mm -hmm. and so forth and what that does is that that awkwardness flows away yeah so by the time the play party started it was just like we i felt like we all knew each other for like years Mm -hmm. and the sex was just incredible like it was like i got my first central massage that night and it was just unbelievable Mm -hmm. and it was just one of the only times where i felt very free and open Mm -hmm. and where i could go up to a girl and be like can i go down on you i never had the courage to do that before and she and she'd be like oh yeah sure let's go (laughs) (laughs) and it was it was it it was very accepting and it it was it, it was completely the opposite of the orgies yeah because you develop connections with people and it wasn't just for the sake well it wasn't just like pull your pants down get hard and fuck me now yeah it was just like okay let's just enjoy the moment so the tantric i mean am i correct that for men at least that you're not ejaculation isn't part of it or is that a very specific part Uh, of tantric okay so i i should probably rephrase that um i don't think it's more I don't think it's Tantra. I think it's just more sensual okay. sex. I don't know. I'm not an expert on this. I, I thought it, 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 a lot of breathing goes into it. Okay. So, I mean, that's one aspect of it. Uh, this was just more just like, just. Getting very aligned sensory. Yeah. Just thing. finding where you, just finding out basically who you are and what your desires are. Mm. That's really what these play parties are for. And what were the icebreakers like? Were they sex based, or they were just more like deep sharing of a like a uh, one personal of the, story? Or well, one of them was personal stories. Another one was like the guys would stand in a circle, and the girls would stand inside the circles. Mm-hmm. So you would move from girl to girl, and you would do like one exercise would be like just look your partner straight in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you're just like, you, you automatically build a connection with right. somebody. Um, another exercise is what you, you, you hold, you bring your hands up, but you don't touch, but mm-hmm. you hold them like an inch up, not even an inch apart. Yeah. And you, you feel each other's body heat. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another connection. Um, another connection was where you sit in a group and you 
go over, you know, you know, what you're into. Do you have STDs? You know, blah, blah, blah. And the one that, um, that I liked is that before the play party would start, they would ask, what are your expectations for tonight? Mm. And you would have two expectations. One was a high expectation and another one was a really low one. So that was used to really not, I think, I think just so you won't be disappointed when you left. Yeah. Well, I hope to have sex with like every fucking girl here. And what's your, <laughs> what's your least expectations? Well, you know, that hope, like, I don't have that caviar over there or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so, so the, like the, the whole point of it is, is to get you comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and like one of the things that, that I have, like I have social anxiety, you know, and I'm getting better with it. But I mean, it for sex, and I've read, I've read about this. It's like it does affect you sex wise because yeah. if you have anxiety, you know, you you think too much, and that could lead to a dip in your arousal. Yeah, and it well, it leads to a dip in everything. Um, sexual wise, it you know it 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 will greatly affect your arousal. Just you know uh, because you think like, oh, am I doing this right? Or like, does does my partner <laughs> is my partner getting off on this? And you think all these crazy things, and going to these these play parties over the course of those three and a half hours that you're doing these exercises your anxiety drops off. Mm -hmm. And by the time it starts, you're just like in a complete trance. Yeah. And you're just like going with the flow. So those, those are the parties I've been going to um, as of late. And they've been just so rewarding for me, you know, and, you know, and, and really, I I mean, any, everybody should at least try going to these just once, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, just, exp- I mean, some people may like it. Some people were like, "Yeah, uh, when when does the fucking start?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it it really just puts you in that in that state that where you can just where you where you leave, like you forget everything that's going on around you outside. Mm-hmm. You're it just you're in. This is probably like the ultimate of safe spaces. <laughs> yeah, where you are just. In a completely different world. And when you go out, you're just like, wow, I'm back here now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's, it was, it was definitely something that, um, that has benefited me and something that I still, that I still go to. Like one of the things I want to try, you know, next summer is, is doing like those ret- like two week retreats where you're in the woods, yeah. like these like nudist retreats <laughs> where you're like sitting in the woods getting bitten by mosquitoes and <laughs> you're just, you're just in the moment for two whole weeks. Yeah. You know, you know, that's, that, that's something I want to do and I want to build off of that. So now it's like the partners that I seek, it's like, I don't want to say I'm becoming more picky now, but it's really hard for me to really, um, well, first for me to have sex, I really have to get to, like penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. I really have to get to know the person like really well. Yeah. And, you know, because it's just like, it's that connection thing. And if there's nothing there, 
It's just masturbation, but somebody is just there. Yeah. That's what it really is. Um, so like my journey now is just it's just trying to find someone who I can really connect with. But would you say you're seeking more partners or experiences? <sighs> or that the two are connected? Are you looking for a partner to have these experiences with? Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah. I mean, I'm not looking, because my life is just so hectic with my work, yeah. I'm not really looking for, like, the lifetime. I mean, if I find the lifetime partner, great. Yeah. But it's something that I'm not really looking for. I'm just really looking to to really explore. And I never really had that chance to do it in my 20s. Mm. You know, and, you know, it, it's so funny because a lot of my, I tell a lot of my friends and they're like, well, you know, it's like, it's like you're having all this sex and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, you were doing the same thing. <laughs> you were doing, like when I was a virgin, you were doing the same exact thing, you know, because it's, it's so like, what's the real difference? You know, I'm just yeah. doing it 20 years later. <laughs> so it's like, so yeah. So basically for me, I'm just looking for experiences. So whatever happened with the person that you went to the interracial orgies with? Uh, she moved to California. And uh, she's doing... It was, she, she comes here um, a couple times a year. But so, she, was, she was a friend or she was a girlfriend when you guys started? Uh, we were just dating. All right. We were just dating. So and there the, had never been that point in the relationship where you're having like the talk and you're no, saying that we're only no. dating each other or whatever? No, it was, it was mostly... Well, it was mostly just dating. And... And it, it, yeah, it's like, yeah, she moved and it was like, um, we still talk online. We still talk online and when she's, when she's here, you know, we meet up yeah, and, and stuff like that. But, um, but she was, but she, with her, it's like, it, it was like, that's why I probably was willing to go to the orgy parties because we had that, despite the fact that she is a swinger and she yeah. did all the swinging stuff, we developed a really strong spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. So was it weird? So I assume this girl that you went with was white. Mm -hmm. Was it weird to find out or to walk into this party and see that dynamic? I mean, did you feel like you were there to play a role that really wasn't about you as a person? Because I'm just wondering, I'm trying to put myself in your position. If I was dating somebody, however casually... And then we go to this thing that they're participating in that is like race is an element of it. Like, was that something that was surprising? Did it put you off or did you feel, I mean, how did, how did it? Well, it was, I mean, for me, it, it, you feel like, you feel like a toy. You do feel like a toy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's because really, I mean, that's really the only reason why you're there. And I mean, if you were, if you were a single white guy going to that, you know, you would totally be in, in a not very good situation. Because they're all cuckolds, it sounds like. Yeah, they're all cuckolds. Yeah. Like a lot of the women who have sex there were doms mm. and a lot of them were sub cuckolds. You know, and the one thing that uh, that I really that the second reason why I never had sex is because sometimes it's videotapes, so I would always stand in, stand in the corner. Were they asking though? They must have. No, no, 
Really? No. No. Well, because sometimes, like, I remember it was like one girl was like blowing me and I was about ready to come and her husband had a camera right on my dick and I'm like, dude, take the camera away. And it's like, well, you can't be seen. And I'm like, still, doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and it's like, this is, and this goes back to what I said. Being a guy, the assumption is that you're willing to do anything, anything, whatever, yeah. wherever. It's not the case. So, you know, I mean, the, the videotaping thing, that was like a real hard limit for me. And that's that's really why a lot of the times I would just be the voyeur. Hmm. Because a lot of the times it was the husbands would really just film. For the, basically, they're making their own little porn flick. Yeah. You know, and I didn't want to be the star. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's why it's like, like, yeah, you, 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 I don't want to say used, but I don't even think taking advantage of is another, it's kind of strong, but you do know what your role is when you go there. Right. It's, it's definite. It's definite. Like, imagine you, like, going to a bukkake. Yeah. And you're the only girl there. And you have 40 dudes waiting to bust a nut on you. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's like. Yeah. You know your role. <laughs> you know your role. And it's really the same for for interracial for for the interracial parties too. I mean, I I met a lot of good people. Like the if the people at the parties that I went to were very nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know, they made you definitely made you feel comfortable. So what do you, cause I'm, I kind of want to bring up your, your profile. Your fetishes list is very, very small. Well, it's like, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, honestly, I haven't, I haven't updated my profile in a long time. Okay. So you have so it, 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 feet, it, which we haven't talked about at all. Yeah. It's, it's evolved over a lot over uh, that profile. I like, I think I last updated like two years ago when I first got on there. You have a lot of race things in here. Yeah. So is that is that what can tell me about it? Because I mean, as a white woman, you know, like there's one thing when you look at porn, like everything is skewed white, so anything aside from that is labeled as such and you know, distinguishes it, but it's never labeled like big white cock. Is it something you feel it's like expected of you to, to participate in this or are you actually getting something out of the dynamic of being with a different race? Well, at first I really liked the dynamic of being with a different race. Yeah. Um, over time I'm starting to change my positions on that. Um, I'm trying to think how I want to say this. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's just more or less just like now. Well, I always watch interracial porn. Okay. You know, with a certain setup of like the the male is black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know, I mean, this is really going back into the days. I would read the hustler stories mm. about um, about you know a white woman's experience with a black guy and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's so I've always like watched interracial porn, so it's always just something that's just been sticking mm-hmm. in my head ever since you know. I started watching porn. Yeah. <laughs> so, so even, so even still, but like now it's just more like, like a lot of the interracial porn that I watch now. Um, oh, what's that? What's that website? It's these sets of videos that I always see on Pornhub. Blacked? 
No, it's um, it's uh, what? I, please pronounce me. If, like, whoever's <laughs> listening to this, if I mispronounce this, I am sorry. It's called um, Hegre art. Uh, hmm. It's well, what it is? It's like it's like these very like um, sensual sex, very slow sex, central sex scenes. Yeah. So a lot of the scenes on there are interracial, and it's. I mean, it, I, I can send you. Um, How do you spell it? H e g r e. I yeah. think. Okay, but yes. Continue. Yeah. So so basically, <laughs> it's like in these videos, you know, they have like scenarios and and the interracial sex on that was it's just amazing because it goes back to what I was telling you about when I the experience that I feel when I go to play parties. Mm. You know, you really build like a deep bond. Yeah. With your partner. And with these videos, it's it's very much like that. So I signed up onto those, hoping maybe I could maybe connect with somebody. Haven't yet, yeah. but um, not not losing out hope. <laughs> so so, but but like, but for the fetishes, you know, there's a lot of other things like um, that I experienced. You know, I went to my first BDSM thing last summer did you go as a top or a bottom or a uh, well <laughs> i went as it i have no idea and actually i it became more of a top <laughs> you know and you know i experienced that for the first time i went to um kink work kink workshops mm -hmm. you know and stuff like that um so what kind of things did you, did you try out tried floggers um those wooden spank things mm -hmm. um um, what else did I try? I had a girl that wanted me to tickle her. <laughs> and she she gets off on being tickled. And that 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 was interesting. Um another party that I went to, a girl had a um a device on her neck. Mm. And her Dom, every time she talked, her Dom would press the button and it would shock her. <laughs> so her Dom gave it to me and he's like, Yeah, have fun. So I was like <laughs> shocking her and she was like more i want more shocking and i'm like are you okay <laughs> and i'm like i just want to make sure you're okay here you go and she got off you know she got off on that um yeah there was there, there was a lot of, i don't actually remember well a lot of the stuff that i've done over the past year but it's it's definitely evolving to what is just on the profile i just never updated yeah. it yet so tell me about the feet um, that was with my, a girl, actually the, the girl who I went to the orgies with. Yeah. And well, I noticed that when I was about to come, she would put her foot in my face mm -hmm. and it would be, I would get really turned on by that. And I would have like these intense orgasms to mm -hmm. that. And ever since then, I've, I mean, I'm not like really, 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 really into it. It's just something that I've tried, you know, yeah. tried during my life. Because I know there are, like, a lot of hardcore, like, guys that are into the, you know, like, being trampled on and... Being fucked with the feet also. Yeah. So many... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> like, fully into that. It's just, you know, I just had the experience of, you know, my girl just putting her foot in my face, and yeah. I just liked it. <laughs> so what do you... I mean... When you talk about partners and potential partners and whatever, are you 
is it a mix of meeting people in real life and meeting people on Fed, or are you on dating sites or like how how are you going about it and what are you your criteria? I mean, right now it's more just like meeting someone who I can learn more in the lifestyle with. So specific, like meeting people at a party, say, or on Fed. Oh, either exclusively. or, either or, either or. Well, I found that going to munches really helps. Yeah. Um, because it's very low pressure, it's very low key, and you yeah. can really just talk to the people. Um, like going to the munches and just finding out what they're into and finding out what you are into, and if there's something there, yeah, give it a try. And when you say give it a try, do you mean just playing with them or going out on dates and playing? Like what? Um, how far does it go? A little bit both. Like like a lot of times we would go, like um. One of my, one of my partners now it's like we we've been we've been going out together and she's in an open relationship and we've been going out together we go to like you know BDSM parties and stuff like that like we were both voyeurs so we would go and watch you know and yeah. we would take the energy that we've learned and when we go home we would you know build on that so it was. It, it, it took us a while to actually have penetrative sex, you know, because we just really just wanted to just see what what it was that we were into first mm-hmm. and then and then use our experiences and just build on that. And then we were ready to have penetrative sex. We would. And it was amazing when we did. <laughs> so these people, though, that when you're meeting them, is it because, I mean, I know a lot of munches either are location specific or sometimes their activity or fetish specific so, I mean, are you going into them kind of already knowing where the other person stands as far as like what you have in common, what um, you're both into, or is it that's something you're learning on the fly? Oh, uh, well, the much as I went to were, it, there wasn't like a specific fetish. So it was just like it's where just, you were. Yeah. Okay. It was just pretty much open. I know that it's easier when you, you meet somebody from that world. It's already kind of presumed like there's a comfort level with being open and discussing yeah. those things. Yeah. So, I mean, you're discussing them there, I imagine, before you make any plans to see them outside of the munch. Um, yeah, mostly we talk, talk there. And then if we meet after the munch, we would talk about it more. Yeah, I um, know. Yeah, it, 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 it was more just like a lot of it would just be talking, just seeing what. Like if you even enjoy talking to the person, yeah, yeah, really. That yeah. I mean, I mean, there there are some who I've met where it's just <laughs> it just went flat immediately, yeah. And you're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then there are some where you know you really build like a really like deep like a deep connection with, mm-hmm. and you want to really explore that further. And then I imagine like that kind of trumps like say you're building this connection with somebody. And maybe you find that your interests aren't exactly aligned, but I imagine the connection puts you in a position where you're willing to kind of expand what you're interested in, right? Yeah. It kind of opens up doors instead of it being like... Yeah, I mean, there there is there is fetishes I'd never even heard of yeah. at munches that I'm like, oh, let me learn more about that. Yeah. You know, and so it was, it, it was more just like, it was part like educational experience and it was part just like meeting someone. I mean, I think that's what the whole point yeah. of the munch is. It's just really just meeting and learning. And if you were to meet somebody in real life, would you have this conversation early on? Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I wouldn't expect her to, like, go to parties with me, but more just for acceptance. Yeah. Of it. Because, I mean, 
outside of the lifestyle, I mean, I feel that there's still a very big stigma of of the things that you do. Hmm. Um, so you if, if you're going to meet somebody outside, there has to be like this trust factor, I think, even more so than a regular relationship yeah. that this person is okay with the stuff that you want to do and have done. You know, and if there's not that, that's, that's a problem. (laughs) Do you consider yourself to be poly? Um, I don't really know. I don't really know as of right now, because I never really experienced like a full, well, I mean, my partner, she's, she's in a relationship, but. Have you met the person? No. Well, her, her partner? Yeah. No, no, I haven't met them. So, I mean, probably, probably. I mean, I haven't really thought about that if I'm if I'm like really into poly or not. Yeah. So, but it's something that I wouldn't really mind. I mean, while you're dating this person, are you still dating and meeting other people with the potential for dating? Yeah. Well, I mean, she encourages me to to date other people. Yeah. You know, she it, she was like, just don't, you know, you know, when we meet, we meet. Yeah. You know, just really just explore and just, you know, and just meet other people and just see what you what you like. Yeah. So yeah, no, because I know like like poly relationships that, you know, the the concern with jealousy and all that other stuff comes in. I've never experienced that. At least as of yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't think I ever will really you know, because it's it's more just like my partner. It's like when we're together, we're together. And when we're not, I, she does her thing. I do my thing. Yeah. So you mentioned a, a little bit about talking about the lifestyle or like these events that you go to with your friends. Do you, are you an open book about all of it or some of it? Some of it. And with some people or all the people? I mean, at some least people. all the people that you... Okay. Only, a, only a short, only a very select few. So that really know what it is that I do. And I don't know, if, like maybe they're like, I think they, they react the way they did. They do is because they're just like, well, you're single and you're doing all this stuff. And I'm like married, yeah. paying a mortgage and I have three kids to feed. <laughs> so I think it's, they're just in a different mindset than what I am and the mindset that I'm at right now. Have any of the people that you've shared with in your social circle, though, actually shared with you that they they share any of these things? Oh, they they told me. I've known my friend. The people I talked to, I've known them for years. Yeah. And I've seen them at parties. Okay. You know, they were crazy. You know, so they had, they did the whole thing that I'm doing now. You know, it's just a 20-year difference that we did it. So. See, I took it when you said that as more of like, Casual sex, but not like specifically this kind of lifestyle specific activity. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like they, they, I mean, they've done, you know, they've had their one night stands, they've hooked up and stuff like that, you know? And so, so the way they react, like I said, I think they're just in the, yeah, I am married. I've settled down mindset and I'm more into the exploring mindset, you know, just seeing what it is that that I like, <laughs> you know, and, and it's been an interesting journey, let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> do 
So is there anything on the horizon that you want to try? Like, cause you mentioned there were kinks that you're discovering with these munches that you had never even heard of. And you're kind of curious about, I never heard of financial domination. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. I was, <laughs> and I met, I was talking to a financial dom and her sub was there. Yeah. And I was asking him, I was like, so how much do you spend on your dom? Yeah. And he's like a lot. I'm like, how much is a lot? And I'm like, I was like, a hundred thousands? Like, he's like, keep going higher. Oh, shit. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa. So I never heard of Financial Dom. Yeah. Um, I never heard of Subspace. Mm-hmm. I never heard of that. I found out about that at a munch. Um, and um, masturbation parties. I've, I've never really known. I've known they existed but I didn't know they were so widespread. Hmm. That that I didn't know. And I didn't really know how many people were into that. So, yeah, no, the munchers really opened me up to just like a, an array of just different things that you could try to do. Yeah. And what are the things that you want to try to do? Um, I would really like to experience what it's like um, being a dom. Like that's, 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 that's something I would like to try. So I definitely know I'm not a sub, (laughs) you know, a a Dom is something that I really want to try, you know, in the future. And when you think about it, is it in a relationship outside of the bedroom or is it like a just inside the bedroom kind of dynamic? Um, I don't really thought about that. Actually, I need to think about these things. Yeah, I've never really thought about <laughs> that. I was mostly just like because I do know, like one of my friends, they have it goes outside the bedroom, yeah. and she like does all his chores and um and all of this stuff. So I, probably right now, it's just in the bedroom, you know, just keep it in the bedroom and just yeah. see where it goes. <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I announce my entire like i relive my entire sexual history (laughs) (laughs) could write an autobiography on it it's just what we like yeah (laughs) (laughs) well thank you i thank you for reaching out thank you for coming all the way up here and doing this in person thank you being so open and talking about all the things yeah thank you very much i know this this was really the first time that i really talked about this so it was definitely enjoyable likewise so thank you All right, so that was part one. Stay tuned next week for the audio porn. And I'm not going to be more specific than that. You're just going to have to tune in and find out exactly what type of audio porn is in store. Till then, have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Please subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like more information about the show, visit us online at graphicpaint.com slash sexpodcast. If you'd like to be a part of the show please email me at sex at graphicpaint.com. I am always looking for new sex audio and people to interview. See you next week.